0: Good Morning, folks. This is Psych with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Please give us a call at 646 652 2071. Good Yay.
1: morning, Carrie. How Good are morning. you? Late buff? Well, I'm just getting my heart rate back down, Sherelle. <laughs> <laughs> we just got Sherelle online. Like two oh. seconds. Before we went on the air Dustin and I were like What are we going to do today I don't know I, and Actually I was sitting there thinking Well maybe Dustin and I should do the show
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah I was trying
0: to get to y'all I, I apologize But I'm here and I'm ready to rock and roll
1: Good I'm so
0: glad to hear it It's nice to hear your voice Absolutely good to hear yours too Happy Freaky Friday This sounds like Ooh, a freaky I like that
1: Especially right before Halloween Absolutely. Because, you know, lots of people going to be going out and getting their freak on this weekend. I <laughs> we sure <laughs> hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as, as, you- as summer says, last weekend, you know, it's it's good to release that pressure. So, you guys probably have a <laughs> <the> time.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I'm all about releasing some pressure. <laughs> it's been kind of a stressful week for me, girlfriend. How about you? Yeah, well... Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's been good. I, I
0: celebrated. I got. I, I'm now down. I lost thirty pounds. Get out. Yeah. So you know, uh Wednesday and Thursday. I don't know. I went somewhere and I, I had on skinny leg jeans and high heel shoes and just mm-hmm. really feeling myself. You know, got my hair <laughs> done. It's my homecoming <laughs> this weekend. You know. Oh. And um. The 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 doctor that I work with she she called me yesterday she said wow she said the last two days you've been looking real sexy here <laughs> uh huh I said and? I knew where she was going
1: where was she and going she, Sheryl?
0: she said uh well maybe next week you need to go back to your Talbert look. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> your, uh, Ann Taylor looks. <laughs> yes,
0: girl. Get back to your Ann. I was giving it to him, girl. I felt I felt great.
1: Good. It's nice to feel great like that about yourself. Yes. Yes, yeah.
0: I did. I had on a I big t- wide belt so you could see my, I got a waistline.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, there's a lot of good about working out in there. I'm
0: telling you, girl. I love a lot it. to to keep it going.
1: Uh-huh
0: keep it, it feels good.
1: It does feel good. I didn't actually I was gonna go to the gym this morning and I actually gave myself the day off thinking I was gonna use my time to get all kinds of stuff done.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, not so much <laughs> I did relax a little bit. I got a couple of things done but it was nice just to give myself permission to take a break. Just take Absolutely. a break. I'm so glad you did
0: because you are, yeah. you are a beast in the gym girl.
1: I used to be Sherelle until I hurt my back about a month ago, and then I took it. I had that. That was God's way of saying slow down, baby. I I'm agree.
0: These- <laughs> I agree. Now, that's exactly what I was going to say. I said God always finds a way to lay you on your back when you can't <laughs> seem to find a way to slow down. He'll find a way for you, baby.
1: Trust. And shit, he did? Where I was. Thank you. Thank you. I'm finally back in there lifting again, and that feels really nice. So, You know, in fact, I saw something recently. um, It was an article, and it was talking about some research study that was done where they had taken, I don't know how many men, X number of men, showed them a bunch of photographs of women and had them rate these women in regard to how attractive they were. And the one common denominator they found that all the women had that were rated as the most attractive, it wasn't anything really uh, in regard to their face. What it was was whether or not they had toned arms. Oh wow! Yep. So the ones that had the toned arms were the ones that were most highly, uh, you know, rated most attractive. So
0: isn't that interesting?
1: I think so. I think so. So
0: I think my I arms are looking pretty good. I think they are you got you got muscles going on. Girl, they cutting up. I know. I saw it. My mama said, Don't don't overdo
1: it, you Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and I think I think women think that they think that if they're going to go into the gym and start working out, that they're going to turn into these he men, and it, it just yeah. doesn't happen. We don't have that kind of genetic makeup. We're not, you know, we're not full of testosterone. So I mean, we, we can go in and sort of firm up our muscles and maybe get a little bit going on, but we're not going to look like uh, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger or nothing. So, you know. I like being strong. I, I mean, that gives me a sense of just being more capable and more in control of my body, and I, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: It looks like we have a caller this morning. First thing, we have Mr. Scott. Good morning, sir. Welcome, welcome.
4: Well, good morning, girls. I hope you're doing well today.
1: Good morning. Nice to hear your voice.
4: Well, I've got a question for you. I, I don't know whether you guys have a topic... Plan for today.
1: Uh-huh.
4: Do you mind me just asking y'all the question?
1: Absolutely not.
4: Okay. So th- th- what has occurred to me this week? It, it probably seems like a small thing, but I say it's not. Um, I have a couple, of, well, I, ha- I have a friend, a, 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 not a girlfriend, but she's a girl. And uh, we're real good friends, and there are a group of us who sort of hang around together. And um, <clears throat> so I sent this girl a couple of, of kidding texts this week. Uh-huh. She and one of the other girls in the group are terrifically close friends, like you guys are. Where right. they're the two that they are the core of the group. They are such close friends. And so I was sending texts to one of them, obviously a joke, saying, um, "Hey, uh, Catherine uh, just got back in town, and she asked me." not to let you know she's back because uh, she doesn't want to talk to you and uh, I mean obviously I was kidding and she didn't respond and my next text said uh, you know she uh, um, it was something like she doesn't want any misunderstandings about this <laughs> and there were a few more texts like that as as if Catherine you know really had a problem with this girl I was sending the text to and it was clearly a joke right and um. The girl never responded. She wrote one she wrote one little text, didn't say a whole lot, and the other friend, the mm-hmm. Catherine girl, told me that, that the girl I was sending the text to was was upset about the texts. Which I huh. didn't understand. But so mm-hmm. let's just take that as a given. I won't say whether she should or shouldn't be upset with the texts. That's up to her to decide. Right. But as I was discussing it with Catherine, I said, Now how would I know she's upset about the texts? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, because she didn't respond. And I said, well, why would mm-hmm. I presume that her not responding means that she's upset? Wouldn't that mm-hmm. just as easily mean her cell phone quit working? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's or she she's just too busy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And But so the, the word seems to be that the one girl really is bothered by these texts, but is satisfied with communicating that to me by not, by not communicating the
5: texts. <laughs> and and I, aggressive. Asked, I asked.
4: Yeah, I asked Catherine, you know, the, the friend I was speaking to there. I said, "Well, wouldn't it be easier for her to just say, hey, that bothers me,' you know, for whatever reason? I don't care what the reason is. If it bothers you, I won't do it anymore. But I don't uh-huh. really understand what I did wrong. So being silent about it." really is one of those things that i I just think it's a little unfair Mm -hmm. and um catherine said well that's how girls communicate and i said well i think that's what girls that's one of the things that girls always fault guys for doing Mm -hmm. too you know he doesn't Mm -hmm. talk to me Mm -hmm. and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and i don't know when that ever became Okay, I mean, I don't think it's okay. But when did it either. ever become passable in society that 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 your way of communicating something to me is to pout and be silent?
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know that that's okay. So I just agree thought you.
4: you might say something about it. I, mean, I have no, I have no doubt that I'm right. But it's not that right. I want to be right and make her wrong. I just mean right. that's all I want to communicate. It's got to be the better way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think but that's why very passive. Do pass- people
4: have trouble using words?
1: And standing up for what they, how they feel and communicating how they feel? That's a good question. I think most of yeah. the time people look at anything like that and they sort of, you know, they sort of label it confrontation, you know? Mm. And, and you hear all, all the time, I don't like confrontation. Um, because I don't think people know how to communicate well when they're upset or angry about something. And that's why I think anger gets such a bad rap. Because you don't often see people handling themselves in an appropriate way when they've got to, quote, conf- confront somebody with something, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think because they don't, people don't understand how they can feel upset about something and still, their behavior can still remain appropriate and kind (laughs) it's like people don't understand that you can have both of those things going on at the same time
6: (laughs) Mm -hmm. i totally
1: agree i
4: reminded it's it's interesting am i interrupting your thoughts for some reason i can't hear you as well as i normally can am i interrupting at all
0: can you hear me sweetie hello i can can hear
4: you you. it's just not normally as uh, you guys not able to hear me now
0: no i I hear hear i hear both of you guys really well here
4: you okay, go. Let me, let me. Well, I, I think I'm louder now, or at least you're louder than me. I, I'm sorry to bore you with all that, but I reminded Catherine that it was um, about six months ago I had done something um, that, that embarrassed me, and, and Catherine was there for it. It wasn't anything shameful or anything like that, but it embarrassed me because it was it was outside of my normal character. And right. I get real upset with myself when I do something outside my character. And she was there for it. Right. And she teased me about that a little bit afterwards. And it hurt me very much that she was teasing me. But uh-huh. I knew that she was just teasing. Right. So So I said, because I don't see it as me saying... Hey, knock it off. You know, that's not what I want to say. I said, listen, you know, when you, when you bring that up, I know perfectly well you're just kidding. The, the memory of that moment though is, is really pretty awful for me. I hate even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And so when you're kidding and you're laughing about it, I'm trying to laugh along with you, but I'll tell you, it hurts me too bad. I wonder if we could just take that one little thing and make that off limits.
3: Uh huh. And that
4: was totally fine with her.
1: Uh huh, absolutely. Absolutely. So there, you know, there you were able to communicate some, some you know, a request that you had in a very appropriate and kind way. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. Anyway, if you'll hold for just a second, Scott, we've got to take a break, but we'll be back in just a few minutes with more psych.
4: Sure.
3: Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilder, creator of racersreunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club.
0: And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa.
6: Join us Fridays at one p.m. Eastern, right here on talk dot com. Fridays the day. Here, hey, just hush, I'm doing this. Fridays the day. talk dot com is the place for fun and fantasy entertainment and it's dirty and information. It's sexy. Right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. It's
2: sassy. We'll
6: be here. <laughs>
2: You should be, too. You're going to love it. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
1: welcome back to psyched folks with shrill Hicks and Carrie Nickel Friday morning happy freaky Friday we uh, we have our caller Scott online and he had called in and was talking about uh, folks and their inability to really communicate with one another when they are feeling upset or or hurt or angry about something I can't for the life of me remember what our point was when we were just before we went on break what do you folks with a memory want to remind me <laughs>
4: Well, your, your point was that some people, you know, although that would be a simple thing to communicate, that, that something the other person has said has maybe hurt your feelings, it would be very simple to say, you know, that kind of bothers me, uh, yeah. that, that some folks aren't able to just say those simple words, and it's the yeah. block, and they see it as if they're going to say something, that it's going to be confrontational. So their and choice is either be confrontational or not say anything,
1: and they're stuck. That's right. And I think that most people, you know, they just, they get... They have, you know, once they feel upset about something or angry about something, they just have a tendency to sort of run and hide. And I've certainly seen that with, you know, particularly with one friend of mine that I've been friends with for about 25 years. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, you think about the damage that it does to relationships. You know, oftentimes relationships that have gone on for a long time. I mean, there's going to be issues in every relationship you have, regardless of whether it's a love relationship or a friendship relationship. I mean, no two people are going to agree on, on something all the time. Or, you know, there's all, you're always going to run into a situation possibly where there's some misunderstandings. And it's just so unfortunate when people can't just learn to be, uh, you know, learn to be able to be upset about something and yet communicate. Appropriately without those emotions sort of taking over the communication, and I think that's what scares people because they don't know how to do that. So, I think in their minds, when they sort of think about what it might be like to approach somebody with something, they can't imagine things going well, so they just choose not to do it.
0: Well, I'm gonna be the I angel's think you're right. advocate. I mean, that is the more
4: popular choice.
1: I'm
0: gonna be the yeah. angel's advocate. Can you guys hear me? Uh huh. Hello? Yes. We <laughs> can hear you. <laughs> Go
7: ahead, I, can hear you,
0: babe. I, I, I feel, you know, the most important thing is open communication. And mm-hmm. as we always learn in graduate school that it depends on the individual. And culturally, I'll just speak about my culture. Uh, we were not Taught how to express anger, frustration. I can remember my mom saying, are you raising your voice in my house? And that was, get in line, you're out of order. So right. a lot of times your feelings were suppressed. But recently, um, I had a friend that gave me an interesting gift. And I think Carrie, you know what I'm talking about.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: And for some time we did not communicate. Um, and I was hoping that our friendship wouldn't come to an end due to uh, me not accepting the gift. And so, for weeks, I went, you know, like, oh, our friendship is not going to be good after this encounter. And we spoke not too long ago, and it wasn't even about me. She was just busy. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times, I think, we make assumptions. About what a person may be thinking, but the key is open communication, uh,
1: helps healthy relationships. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, I mean, absolutely, but I just, I think it's so sad that people, do, I mean, I really do think we need to, I mean, it, you think about it, what's more important than relationships? You know, and we, we spend so much time teaching children things like math and English and, mm-hmm. you know, social studies, but we don't teach people how to, how to communicate with one another, how to manage emotions, how to be okay. And it, it's, it's so sad because that's really what gets people into trouble when they don't mm-hmm. know how to communicate when they're upset or they don't know how to cope when they're feeling anxious. And there really needs to be some education. With children when they're young and growing up, to teach them these very basic skills that help them be successful in their life. Because if you've got somebody and their relationships aren't going well because they don't know how to communicate with people and they just sort of, you know, go through life having difficulty after difficulty in their relationships, then think of how that's going to impact someone's life.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. I totally agree, but it's got to so. be something that you want to do. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's it's like learning how to love someone um and and I do agree. I think we need to have social skills 101 starting in, in kindergarten, first grade. I mm-hmm. think we teach them how to share, but do mm-hmm. we really teach them how to problem solve? Because most of the kids that I talk to in the school, I say, okay, you got this problem, da 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 what do you do? Tell the teacher, you know. <laughs> right.
7: And so we put it in somebody else's
0: absolutely the teacher got 23 little kids running around and she's like okay little johnny time out two minutes get over there and sit down well guess what sarah didn't learn any social skills because all she's saying is i'm upset i need to tell the teacher but uh-huh. you know I, I totally agree with that but it looks like we have another caller guys scott thank you so much for calling it's so good to hear from you have a happy freaking hey, bye Friday.
7: Ladies.
0: okay bye-bye <laughs> Bye. welcome victor
8: hi how you doing today
1: hello doing well Can how you are me? you uh
8: good good i have a question here. Okay. i've been married good. for 29 years i've been married wow. for 29 years beautiful family i mean we've been uh, I, I, I remember times when uh, the whole family the kids and i walked down the street we used to look at us and we well what a beautiful family we should get that a lot and we always was the, the perfectly type of relationship that people used to ask us, how do you guys stay around so long? And we said, well, we communicate. We never go to bed angry, you know. Uh, uh-huh. We resolve things immediately, and things like that. Uh-huh. But uh, lately, lately, I have been going through the worst times of my life, and uh, it has to do with uh, uh, a jealousy problem that exists with my wife that has become. A complete obsession
2: okay
8: A complete obsession everything that it's done it's, uh, it's she's she had gotten so insecure about everything and uh, people are telling me oh, well maybe it's because she's going to that stage at the age of life and everything else yeah, is okay you know it's been three four years now and I uh, uh, everything I do like, like last night I have a business and I'm running a business I have a CD I'm making it for of the business and I didn't even burn the CD, I was just viewing it so I could make a copy of it. And she was say well, What were you burning? What kind of CD were you burning? I said, What? She goes into my computer and, and checks everything I do. I have two phones, so I leave them open. I don't put locks on them. That way she can look into it. I give her all the freedom in the world because I am not hiding nothing whatsoever.
7: Oh wow nothing.
8: But she seems to find things, like, for example, she goes and types in my name, because I, 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 I'm pretty well, I have a little celebrity status, so she puts my name in, and she, she Googles me, and she sees a picture of a lady uh, from a website uh, whose uh, husband is a, uh, a, a, a musician, and she had a picture posted, and everyone saying all kinds of things, so, oh, great picture, beautiful, sexy, so I put down, oh, gorgeous, that's it, you know, I don't go beyond that. And it's good, you tell a woman she's gorgeous, that's fine. Okay, she finds out why well, you call this woman gorgeous. I mean, things like that. And I'm so scared now to even talk to a female and have a stupid time to say, okay, honey, thank you. Because I'm going to get eaten alive. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, right. I mean, it's just a, uh, it is an obsession that is, I have never seen anyone so insecure in my life. But this was from, they can hate. This is not something that, you know, that developed. It's just all of a sudden, you know. She, she doesn't cook anymore in the house. She doesn't uh. I have a, uh, she has a phone, and she went over with a website, with a web browser. So I got with a little web browser, and she's all day, all day. And I discovered what she's doing is looking for things I'm doing.
0: Wow. And so it sounds great. Like-
8: so what I did, I, I, I gave my daughters all the passwords for my emails. Okay I gave them all uh-huh. the passwords That would that they communicate. I said listen Your mom wants to know something Just show her anything You know mm-hmm. I have uh-huh. to
1: And you said they this has been
8: Don't find nothing
1: This has been going on I'm For sorry? two or three You said this has been going on For two yeah, or three
8: yeah. years for three years already Yeah And uh, the problem with this Is that I have a business That's not doing very well right now And right. I have an illness That's taking my life well, I'll be dead in a couple of years. I have an illness that's taking my life. Do you think I'm worrying right now about more drama in my life of a woman in my life? <laughs> I don't even know Victor, else right now. Victor, how long, diag- how long ago did you get the diagnosis?
1: How long ago did you get the diagnosis?
8: Well, it was five years ago, and I had five uh uh I'm sorry, it was three years ago, and I, I have five years to live.
1: Okay, so it was, this behavior, this behavior change in your wife began about the same time. It sounds like that you got this diagnosis. Uh,
8: could be, could be around the
1: time. I wonder if there's any connection there.
8: Uh, I don't know because at, at first she 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 said, "I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna take care of you. You always took care of me. Said, I'm gonna take care of you." That's the kind of attitude I had. She took good care of me uh uh when i got a little ill she was there sitting my bedside like always said she know that would do the same thing for her it, so i don't know if it has anything to do with that but uh i, I don't know how to assure her that this is a woman i'm never going to leave you i' 29 right. years invested in you I, I, I don't know what else to do here everything well, i say
1: is bad to her uh-huh uh-huh I, you know i have a tendency to believe that i you know, it just seems to me a little bit too coincidental that this behavior change came about the same time that you got this diagnosis. And you said also that she, you know, her behaviors changed in other areas too, that she doesn't want to cook anymore, that there have been some other things about her that have changed. Um, so, you know, it looks like you're looking at more than just some insecurity here. And honestly, I don't know that there's anything you can, can do about this. I mean, it sounds to me like... Wow. <laughs> yeah, it sounds to me like your wife really needs to get some help in regard to this and I'm wondering if maybe you can bring this up and sort of couch it in terms like you know I'm wondering maybe if you need some help dealing with all the changes that are going on in your life right now as a result of my illness, you know and just suggest it to her in, in regard to maybe getting some support through what's Not going on the,
8: to her anything. Forget it, she, she doesn't listen to anything I say. I can't suggest nothing. Anything I say, uh, uh, she feels it's, I have a plan behind it. Uh, anything right. I do, there is a plan behind it. Uh, I'm in the first time in my life. I'm my own man. I've always been my own man. But this, now I'm in the first time in my life That I have to tell her Baby, I'm going over here I'm going to stop here for five minutes Baby, I'm going to do this Baby, I'm going to do that Just so she will not feel insecure about herself
1: So you're What I'm you're saying is You're Well
8: You know I'm just too much I said, well, you know what I'm just something to computer, I'll call over Hey, listen I want you to uh, tell in Look at what I did over here. You know uh, Take a look at this You want to help me out with this She says, no I don't want to get involved I don't want to get involved And uh you know, it's, it, but uh, when I don't get involved, she says, "Well, I don't get involved with anybody." I, say, I offer you to get involved all the time.
1: I want so you it sounds, to be
8: free with this.
1: Yeah, it sounds like there's nothing.
8: There any- a friend told me. I'm sorry. A friend told me that there was a, a, a some kind of a, an illness that was due to this, uh, some type of a, a, a jealousy and kind of stuff. And I've been trying to look up something and try to find out. You know, uh, but I haven't seen anything on that, but. I, I really think it's beyond uh, an insecurity, like you say. I, I mean, i never seen no one obsessed with, with this kind of behavior before in my life, ever, ever. Like,
1: right. Never. But you're taught. Okay, t- let, let me just share just a couple of thoughts yeah. before we have to take a break. And you're welcome to hang on if you want to. But, um, you know, you guys have been married for 29 years, and then you find out three years ago that you've got an illness that will take your life in five years to me i would imagine that this would have a tremendous impact on her and would make her you know would stir her emotions up tremendously in regard to feeling insecure which then may sort of manifest themselves in all kinds of different ways Um, the fact that you guys have been together twenty nine years victor that's i mean this woman's life is getting ready to change tremendously so I can't imagine that that news doesn't have something to do with the insecurity that she's exhibiting now this way. But we need to take a break, and we will be right back with more psyched folks.
2: This is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening
6: to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on (laughs) hearwomentalk.com.
0: Hi folks, this is Private Investigator Vicky Childs, host of the Vicky Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all of your keystrokes or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at abramsforensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert, as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at abramsforensics.com. That's abramsforensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on
2: Hear Women Talk and use promo code 888. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh. We will cry. We will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent, and uh, no no subject off-limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation.
3: Life on purpose with your host Deb Coletti, Tuesdays
2: at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try: Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
9: Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
2: See and another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife explore history nature and mystery on a carolina safari jeep tour
3: hi this is jessica Dorovaj, host of the where is my guru show join us fridays at 3 p.m eastern standard time on hear women talk
0: hi my name is jesse jordan with further faster initiatives and you're listening to hear women talk radio Welcome back, folks. You're here with Carrie and Sherelle with Psych. And we're talking about some interesting things today. And Carrie, as I was listening to you guys talk, you know, I was beginning to, of course, my first thought was, of course, we need to get this couple into marriage counseling. Mm -hmm. But then he said that he can't make any...
1: Uh Uh-oh, you there? Hello?
7: I'm still here, Carrie. We're still live on the air, but I don't hear Sherelle.
1: (laughs) That cracks me up. Hopefully she'll call back. (laughs) But what I think, hey, Dustin, while I got you on the line. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I feel really bad for the guy. One thing that Sherelle and I were talking about while we were on break was just the fact that You know, as I remember, that Victor saying when he first called in that that relationship was really going well, and that people were really commenting on what a beautiful family they had, and how much they wish they had a relationship like those two folks had. So you've got a woman who, for 29 years, has been in love with this person, and then finds out that all of it—you know—in five years he's going to be gone. And I can't imagine that. I mean, I can't. First of all, even understand what that kind of getting that kind of news would actually how that would even feel but i think the the message that she gets is i'm losing him he's going to be gone and so you get this underlying feeling of insecurity just knowing that someone's going to leave and then i guess somehow that that seems to have taken some kind of interesting turn in that if he's going to leave maybe he'll i don't know maybe he he's going to leave me before he actually leaves me. Does that make any sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, So, I don't know. I think that's really unfortunate. You said we had another caller on the line. Maybe we should...
4: Yeah, and right here is um, Scott has a comment too. Go ahead, Scott.
1: All right. Awesome.
4: Oh, I'm on? Yes, you are.
1: You're on, baby.
4: I... I actually didn't have a comment. I just thought, hey, if Cheryl's not there, then I'll get in there and talk <laughs> there to you my go. Gosh.
1: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm giving you your own <laughs> round of applause today, Scott. Cheryl, you have
7: There you go, Scott. Yay!
1: That's so funny. Hey,
4: so... Carrie, do you want to keep talking about this, or do you want to talk about the um, the business, about the dating that you brought up earlier?
1: Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. You said that you had heard that program as well. You know, what we're getting ready to talk about is another radio program on this, on this website called, is it Bringing Man Out of the Cave?
7: Yes, that's yes. right.
1: Yeah, and he had a he had a co-host or he had a guest on who was a lady that ran a uh not like a dating service, I guess, and she wrote a book or is in the process of trying to get this book published called The Power Shift, in which she claimed that I guess there's a huge shift in power from you know when we're younger, I guess sh- her assumption is that women hold the power in relationships. I guess that's a good place to start. Do you think that's true, Scott?
4: Um i i hope it's not true it's certainly not true across the board right you know I've, I've, i i i hope to never be involved in a relationship where somebody has power
1: right right yeah but Well, I, it's I
4: appreciate that as as the topic was presented it was girls having power at least uh uh in you know the uh, college years and years after that because they're so hot looking that I guess yeah. guys will do whatever they ask and, and all that sort of jazz. I think that was the approach on the show. I just yes, don't really appreciate that approach.
1: Right. That Well, that's what she said. She felt like women had the power in the relationships because they were very attractive and that men would do whatever they wanted to do. And then as people got older, <clears throat> that women sort of maintained the same air of superiority and entitlement, and that as, as men got older, they began to gain more power because they felt more confident in themselves, they became more successful with whatever they were doing in their lives, and that women's attitudes needed to change.
4: You know, I know that that, that show resulted in a whole lot of hullabaloo. And I... I, I really wasn't hearing it that way as anything that would anger anybody that much, although I think maybe the, the woman who was speaking about it, we can't go back and recapture all that right now, but some of her phrasing might have been a little bit unfortunate, um, or or maybe even something that we all disagree with. I, I, I'm not quite sure about that, but what I was thinking when she was talking about it is not that, you know, if girls at, at my age, I'm 49, girls at my age aren't as attractive as they were in their twenties, then suddenly I've got the upper hand because, you know, now I've got things that I didn't have then, you know, money, whatever whatever those things are. I, I just saw it as a very simple observation that might not even be worth the woman having written a book about and and that is that that I'm at a different age, I'm gonna be looking for something different. In my twenties I probably wasn't looking for or it wasn't important to me that a, that a girl have you know great substance and depth and you know be a philosophical and deep thinker and stuff like that but but now that's really important so I don't see that as a power shift I just see it as growing up don't tell me I'm on the line all by myself now. <laughs> No, you no you uh, there go ahead Cheryl
0: Hey, I'm back. Can you guys hear me?
4: Yeah, we sure hear Can you hear fine?
0: Okay. I'm, I just want to let you guys know that I'm back. I got to get caught up. I'm having some te- technical difficulties over here.
4: Well, we got Carrie back, Is too, now. So Carrie's, Carrie's, Carrie's there.
0: Carrie, you back? Where's Carrie?
4: I think she's sitting there with her arms crossed, uh,
1: soaking
0: <laughs> no, carry that silk.
1: Did we disconnect? I, I'm here. I had my I guess my mic was turned off. This has been an interesting day so oh far. <laughs> Anyway, should I just pick up where I left off or has the conversation changed? (laughs) We were talking about the power shift that exists in relationships and this conversation that was going on and we're probably not going to have a whole lot of time to talk about it but anyway, the woman on this Man's Web uh, radio show I guess it was two weeks ago was talking about how women should change their perspective in regard to how they behave with men Based on this power shift, and I think that was the point that was really interesting. I, I think if we could get past what she was saying initially as to the whole power shift and just look at what she was suggesting women do in regard to their behavior, I think that I didn't think that was a negative message at all. What she said was that women <clears throat> should drop sort of that air of entitlement and should just approach men and, and, and treat men the way that they have been expecting to be treated. And I think that that made a lot of sense. What were your thoughts on that, Scott?
4: Well, part of what she was saying uh, did seem as though she was asking women to forfeit some very valuable parts of themselves. When when this when this woman who wrote the book was, uh-huh. was speaking about the things she says to her, I guess it's her husband, it it seemed. It seemed like she was just making up compliments, which, mm. which, uh, I mean, for a guy who responds to uh, made up compliments, uh, it, it just seems a little bit pathetic on both parts.
1: Right. You well, know, I, it, I wouldn't
4: want see, you to pay me a compliment that, that you don't mean.
1: Yeah, and I didn't get that feeling. I mean, I just felt like she said, you know, that you should say, you know, nice, kind, reaffirming things to your partner the way that you would like them to be said to you, you know, which is just if your man looks nice, say, hey, baby, you look great tonight. I mean, see, I didn't get the sense that she was telling people to, and there was a lot of reaction to that, that people felt like she was suggesting that we act out of character, that we sort of put on... You know, and behave in a way that's not congruent with who we are. I don't think that she was saying that. I think she was saying, you know, pull out the best part of yourself, and and just be kind to the other person. And that just means be very validating and supporting, and and notice what's good and what's right. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but boy, that created some chaos. But I guess I just I didn't want to so much talk about that show. But but it, it brought to mind, at least for me, how people how i guess perspectives about relationships and how you approach relationships changes as you get older because i think it does what do you think uh, I,
4: I think it does too and it darn well autumn
1: yeah absolutely absolutely so i guess that brings i mean so how i guess from your perspective how has your approach to relationships changed as, as you've gotten older
4: well, what, what I what I want now is to be, and maybe it's maybe it's a matter of of how we describe it. Maybe we're all talking about exactly the same thing, but I want I want to be in a relationship where we're both fully engaged. Right. So oh, you, that, know. you know, if I am complimenting a girl on on how she looks. You know maybe in her 20s she acts like damn straight i look that good but at this point she's saying well thank you you know you look great too and you know we're just we're just engaged and we're mature and we've gotten rid of some of the hang-ups that that we found ourselves a little stuck with at earlier earlier times along the way
1: right um, I guess we ought to go ahead and take a break before we get too deep into this because I've, I've been looking at this two minutes to break thing up there for about four minutes now. So we'll take a break and we'll come back and continue this conversation in just a few minutes.
3: Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru Show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru Show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. All right, you ready? Can we get started? Oh, we're just going to do that one. Yeah. You ready? Okay.
6: Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on (laughs) hearwomentalk.com. Why'd you add that? We added this part. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, start over. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Hear Women Talk. And laugh. Be engaged, be entertained, be there. For this Scott and Donna show. Yeah. I was supposed to say well, that. Well, you didn't underline it. Well, I'm supposed to say it, though. Okay, well, say it. Just knock it off. Just be quiet. say it. The Scott and Donna show.
2: Awesome. You satisfied? Be there. All right. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network, and hear women talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try, Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
9: Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention, hear women talk, and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
2: See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour we
6: Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish Moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares thirteen spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advance tickets. The Myrtle Beach
2: Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
0: Welcome back, folks, and this is Karen and Sherelle's show, and we've been talking about relationships and power shifts. So we have a couple of callers. We're going to try to get everybody in because we're getting to the end of the show, and I think the next caller that we have online is Brian. Brian, good morning. Yes. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? How are you this morning, sir? Okay.
9: I'm doing well, doing well. I've been listening. uh, I've been trying to get in here, but uh, I've been listening to um, the individual of Vince, I believe his name is. He was married for 29 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think, just to kind of answer a little bit and take, you know, not too much time, but I've actually had someone pass away, and I believe that, you know, I was with this person, you know, from high school, Um, And then they, you know, passed in 01, which was a, you know, dramatic thing happened during 9-11. But I think what has happened is I didn't have a chance to deal, you know, with that person or say goodbye. You know, and Mm -hmm. I hope things are still listening because the power shift, I think, is not necessarily that. I think it's more of an emotional. um, I believe that she does need to go speak to someone um, because she's going through the grieving process before he's even gone. Um, mm-hmm. She's of course, in that stuck in that anger. Um, she probably has done the bargaining, but um, kind of stuck in that position of, yeah, I depended on him. He was the alpha male the whole time. Now look at what's happening to me. I'm having to take care of the kids. I got to deal with everything. I got to take him to his appointments if he does have them. And she's almost not taking into consideration that he's still here. Mm -hmm. but you know everybody deals with death differently everybody deals with illnesses differently and it's probably something she's never had to deal with before in her life with a family member a a, a parent or a brother or an uncle and now she's having to deal with her whole life um, maybe
1: crumbling you
9: know before Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely Mm I hope he's um, listening that's a great point
9: yeah, and um, I, I will tell you that even with myself, I went through a lot of different uh, emotions myself. It took six years uh, to kind of let it go from you know, 2001 to 2007. I didn't finally feel that I was healed until that time, but that's because I didn't address it till 2005. I just continued to live my life and work and not get in any relationships whatsoever which was mm-hmm. hurtful to me because I needed that desire to um, not be alone, but to have mm-hmm. somebody with me. And when you have depended on someone for that amount of time, and then all of a sudden they're gone,
7: mm-hmm. it's
9: a hole. Yeah. I mean, you just, yep. it's a hole there. I mean, just imagine if your bank account was at zero right now, how would you feel?
7: If mm-hmm.
9: you had to dip, dip into that emotional... Um, bank account when you put so much into that emotional bank account over 29 years and then all of a sudden it's at zero or it's depleted and we mm-hmm. know you know mm-hmm. people like to have security
7: mm-hmm. and women yes.
9: definitely like to be secure so mm-hmm. if there's no money left if there's no emotion left there's nothing left you're left sort of empty and question what am i going to do so you get desperate
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us, Brian. Um, absolutely, it's, what you say make a, it makes it absolutely a lot of sense. Yep, it sure does.
0: Thank you so much, sir. Thank and you, we're going to have a good Friday. And Dustin, we're going to move to thank the next caller. Too. Thank you.
7: Okay.
4: okay, this is Donna. Go ahead, Donna.
0: Hi, good morning, girls. Donna. It's
5: good to hear your show today. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, pass on some, we had an um, interesting table talk conversation going amongst a group of us based on this concept. And a guy at the table brought this up and said um, that he believed that he who cares the least controls the situation. And mm. I argued it vehemently that that wasn't true and he said there's always one in every relationship who cares less and they hold the power card
1: (laughs) it's an interesting
7: concept it is an interesting
1: concept i have heard this before and Mm. i i have to say i i think that there's some truth to that what do you think cheryl i think so i'm curious to know who won the debate at the
0: table
5: (laughs) Well, I think he did because as we started to think about it, it was something we'd never really, you know, thought about and but there typically is in every relationship one person who is willing to um, you know, not put everything everything he has on the table because he cares the least. And the right. one who's got their heart invested the most is the one that tends to look at every detail and to oftentimes give over the power.
1: Right. Yeah. Although I, I would say, I guess the one thought I have is that just because someone doesn't, like you've got one person in the relationship who's not investing as much as the other, I don't know that that necessarily is indicative of the fact that they care less. In fact, they may just be a protective measure. Um, but yes, I do think, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. that they're just trying to, you know, self-preservation. They're not going to throw themselves into it because maybe they're afraid of being hurt. But I do think, you know, when you've got dynamics, like we're talking about, maybe where one person does care more than the other one, um, then, yeah, I do think there is going to be, they are going to have less power because the other person can kind of take a step back and doesn't really put as much into it, doesn't work as hard. So, very interesting point.
5: But I think the important part, for us women is to remember that it really isn't anybody else's responsibility to keep mm-hmm. us happy or feeling we're not alone. It really is up to each of us at every stage of our life to um, to find a way, things that make us happy and things that, to be responsible for our own energy and then we become a magnet for that for other people when we wait for other people to do that and get disappointed at everything oh, yeah. that they do We're the one that needs the
0: work.
1: Absolutely,
0: great point. Thank you so much. Let's give her a round of applause. Give her a round
1: of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! I think that is a great point. Good work. Thank you, hon. Thank you so much for your call. And keep those healthy debates going. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Well, I think we're at the end of the
0: show today, huh? Are we done? Yeah, we, we probably should have called this show Technical
1: Difficulty Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I just gotta tell you, when those moments happen and you're live, you know, it's like, <gasps> and then, okay, I just gotta, I, you just gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep it going. <laughs> gotta keep it going, gotta keep moving. Can't, st- can't sit there and <gasps> for too long. Gotta, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just thankful that Scott was was there and on the phone and ready to jump in and chime in when we lost you because I was like, what now? <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much, Scott. Oh, well, this girl. has
0: been our show for today. This has been Psych with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk.